This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of That Millwall Podcast. Uh, Tonight is a bit of an emergency podcast. Uh, I've said to Mickey yesterday, uh, I think we'll be quiet on the pod this week. Uh, Won't be too much going on until Friday. Um, And then lo and behold, Millwall make the decision to to relieve Joe Edwards of his duties and reappoint club legend Neil Harris. Uh, Before we get started, uh, got couple of guests with me we'll be joined by um maybe a couple other people later but firstly uh joe zampa joe how are you yeah i'm good Stephen. how are you mate you're right yeah not too bad ready for a bit of um a bit of fire i think on this uh, one we're already up at the what's uh, happened today what's happened today has anything happened <laughs> we're, we're, we'll come to it just a, just a couple of bits of small news coming out oh, of the club right. um we're it's already we're already over 115 viewers um, within literally seconds of going on. So I think this is going to be very interesting. And also wow. uh, we're joined by um, a new a newer face. Uh, Jay, you joined us on Saturday. A bit of a baptism of fire for you with your first two uh, shows. It's been very, very <laughs> lively, I think. How are you, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. Stay evening, Joe, as well. Yeah, it's going to be a bit, uh, a bit... I think that, like I said, uh, off air, I think this has been the most divided the fan base is ever going to be. And this is uh, probably their first opportunity to let rip. So, yeah, ready for it. Absolutely. And guys, um, in the comments, I will put up all your comments. Uh, we're going to rattle through. Obviously, there's going to be a lot to talk about. There's going to be a lot of opinions. So we'll get them all up. Um, also, if you are interested in coming on and, and airing your opinion, um, drop us a message, let us know. We'll, we'll, we can try and sort that out. But obviously, if you prefer to sit in the comments and, and uh, follow along with us, that's absolutely fine. So let's get into it. Um, this morning, rumours uh, started circulating that the decision was going to be made to, 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 to take Joe Edwards out of the firing line and relieve him of his duties. Uh, we'll start with Edwards. Joe um, I think after Saturday's defeat, it was probably writing on the wall for, for Joe Edwards' time as Millwall manager, wasn't it? Yeah, as you know, uh, Steve, we've got our own um, our own WhatsApp group for our, for our podcast. And um, I, I was kind of, my emotions were all over the place. I was a bit, like, a bit like, what the fuck's going on here? Why are we going backwards? Why are we picking Harris for? You know, and you kind of, you still hold on to that dream of this, of this project that, you know, Joe Edwards was talking about and trying to get us to evolve and become a, a better footballing team. And then once it kind of dust settles a little bit, you realise actually where we are at the moment, we're in fucking shit street, you know, shit, shit creek at the moment. So 
what do we need to do now to get survival? And I, and I can't think of a better appointment, to be Firstly, there's not many managers out there available. Uh, even Harris, to be fair, wasn't available. We've had to pay compensation to uh, to get him from, from Cambridge, which I think is the first time I recall us ever doing that when we, when we appoint a manager. Um, but it's about the here and now, isn't it? And I do believe that Harris uh, will give us what we need. They give us that lift, at least, to try and get us playing and, and, and winning some games. We need to get some points on the board, end of. Whatever happens going forward after the season, you know, so be it. But I think the most important thing is is stay in the Championship, don't get relegated, and then we'll, we'll take uh, next season as it comes. Absolutely. And Jay, um, following your show, I, I was watching uh, in parts. I wasn't able to take part on Saturday night and there was a lot of frustration, a lot of comments um, around the players, around Edwards. Um, I feel like it wasn't a shock, but at the same time, it's probably that kind of, as Joe said, the killing of the dream that the the club had made a decision to go in a radical way with a young manager and try to change. And then that's kind of just come crashing down in a way that we didn't really hope or expect it would. Yeah, I totally agree. Look, I, I don't think any of us hated the hire of Joe Edwards. I think the the initiative from the club, you know, this young forward thinking manager, up and comer, um, been a coaching for a very long time. We completely went the opposite from Rowett. And I think most of us w- were all for that. I was personally. Um, it hasn't worked out. Now, it ain't for the want of trying, but the club is now in desperation mode. And like Joe, when I woke up today, um, my emotions were everywhere. It was, you know, why have we got Harris back? This club's going backwards. But is there anyone else who knows how to get the fight into this club that Neil Harris does. I don't think there is. Some of the players, a lot of the players, as we touched on the last pod, played under Harris. Harris got a lot out of these players. Um, yes, the situation that Harris left us in, we was in 18th place, five points above the relegation zone. But he still did very well before that. You know, he had a win percentage of around 42%, which over the course of games that he had, managed nearly 300 games from here. Well, that isn't the worst took us to a promotion, back-to-back playoff finals. We could do a lot worse. And there isn't, like Joe said, there isn't anyone out there that can come in and we've got time to give them to get used to the squad, get used to the club, and then six weeks down the line may start seeing results. We need it now. But it's not just results we need. We need kicking up the arse in that dressing room. And there isn't anyone better than Neil Harris to do that, I don't think. Absolutely. And I mean, obviously, a lot of the conversation, a lot of the talk is going to be around Harris, where, you know, the, the past experiences, is it a backward step? Um, and we'll, we'll all have our opinions. But what it's worth, and I think it's important to say this, um, no hard feelings where Joe Edwards are concerned. No, no, you know, it's not a it's not a hatred or it's not a, um, you know, um, personal thing. Unfortunately, I believe it was a case of right manager, wrong time. And and that's something the club are going to have to deal with um, in the long term. And also, uh, we, we we've now uh, for me we've now got to start coming away from Gary Rowett. This is now two managers ago. But yeah. if they wanted to give Edwards the job or they wanted to go in a different direction, it should have been done in the summer. For me, that's that's all I would that's all I would say on that. Um, Joe obviously has left the club, and now we we're, we're uh, Neil Harris is is at the helm. First things first, Jay. I'll come back to you. He's been announced as head coach, not manager. Now, there's talk that uh, that Neil Harris is quite a, a, a leader with an iron fist. He wants it done his way. He's the man in charge. He's the main man. Not the manager, though. 
Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think uh, that matters too much to Neil. For Neil, I think it's just a job title. Don't get it wrong, he will manage. You know, you can see what he's about. You know, he's not somebody that's going to sort of shy away from making decisions and, and doing what he feel, what he believes right for the club. Um, you know, if I was Neil and they told me, right, we're going to call you head coach, I'd be thinking, yeah, okay, fine. But behind their, their, their backs, he's probably thinking, fuck that, I'm doing my own thing. Don't get it wrong. There's certain things when it comes to transfers and compliances where perhaps he might be happy to kind of let them lead a little bit on that. But when it comes to managing the players and dealing, dealing with, um, you know, what goes on with the team, don't get, don't get wrong, yeah, he will be in charge. Uh, I think that's the biggest difference between him and uh, Joe Edwards, really. Joe Edwards, I think, was quite happy to be a coach or head coach because that's what he is. You know, he's proven over the years. He's been a very good coach, good academy coach as well. Neil Harris, you know, with great respect, yes, he can coach, but I think he's a manager first, coach second. He cares about, you know, the players, the team, getting results and making things happen. He'll leave the coaching side in training to other people and probably take a bit more back, back seat, I, I would imagine. Yeah, and I think, um, Jay, coming to you, it it's just one of those, isn't it, where I think Harris is just, he's answered the call. I think it, whether it's head coach, manager, I'm surprised it's not manager because of what he was like previously. But ultimately for him, he's probably, I don't know if you've listened to his, managed to listen to his interview if the guys have. He said, he said, I, I was surprised to get the call, pleasant surprise, but it, 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 you, it, you get the feeling that it, it even took him by surprise, really, how this has come about. I think so. Um, he said, that, as, as you just said, it come on really fast, which makes me question... When was this decision made by the club? Because we wasn't expected to really get anything from Saturday anyway, even if Harris was in charge. Um, so when did they make this decision? Have they listened to, because there was big uproar about Edward's interview that he gave um, in talking about how it's not a happy place to come to be a mere wall sport at the moment, which received so much backlash. Are they? Did the club see this over the course of the last couple of days and think we need to do something now? Or was this a decision already made? Because the other thing is, is that Neil Harris has been given, I believe, an 18-month contract. This isn't to the end of the season for Neil Harris. Is that a reward? Right, you keep us up. You've got a, you've got an 18-month contract. We'll let you run with it next season. Or is it a 18-month contract where they will pay him the 18 months of keeping us up and we go in another direction? It's, it seems a lot like off the cuff this morning because it's it was enough, there was nothing, no rumours at all. And it just all happened in the blink of an eye. Um, from our surprise and to Harris's surprise. In terms of the head coach scenario, is that certain people saving their job within that? Because of they've got might have certain excrement on their face from their recent actions. Is that is there more going on with this head coaching scenario that other people do not want to face the door themselves? Um, I'm sure we'll touch on that sort of situation later. We did on Saturday, but yeah. Um very, very strange, very, very quick. But, yeah, we're all letting it unfold. I think, Joe, um, just to follow on from that, there, I, I got a text earlier, and I won't mention the name of the person who, who texted me, um, not a, a panellist or anything like that, but a, a good friend of mine, who said that it just shows that this kind of appointment appears to be a, a follow-on from the club's lack of contacts the black book, if you will, of football seems to be uh, seems to be rather rather short um, where Millwall Football Club's concerned. Under under Rowett, um, I know I said I didn't want to touch on it, but I will. Uh, we signed players that played for his former clubs. 
um edwards was a mate who let's face it if we're led to believe didn't actually apply for the job he was asked to apply yes. for the job by um by by alex aldridge um and now we've gone back to a former manager are we are we really at a point where we're so struggling that we just have to go back the old old black book and and see whose names at the top of the list is that how it yeah. feels or, or or do you do you have a different opinion I, I, I just think, quite honestly, we're at a point now where we haven't got a chance or time to take any gambles. You know, yes, they could have gone overseas and get a foreign manager in or see who else is available lower in divisions. But what we need at the moment is some someone that's going to reinstall um, the, the passion back in the team, give us a lift, get the fans on board, someone who knows the club, someone who knows about Millwood. If any of you listen to uh, uh, Neil Harris's uh, brief video that Mill will put out on uh, on social media uh, early this afternoon. Uh, I think it's only 30 seconds long at the moment, but he talks straight away about passion, about knowing what he knows better than anyone, what Mill will want, you know? And I think the things he was saying there are all the things that us fans have been thinking and, 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 and talk, saying to, to each other. So I think for them, you know, yes, it's a, an easy decision in some ways, but I think it's also um, a, a brave move for them because, you know, long term, is he the right person for us? We don't know. You know, I think in the short term, absolutely. Um, I think Mr. Pike there mentioned in one of his comments earlier um, on there, he mentioned about, you know, it being an 18 month contract. That does scare me a little bit. Uh, if, if it was a contract to the end of the season, a short three month, whatever it might be, I'd be quite up for that. I'd be like, yeah, fair play. You know, let, let's, let's see what you can do. Knowing that he's got the summer to then start bringing players in and start doing things his way. It does worry me a little bit because I don't see, with great respect, I don't see Neil Harris as somebody that's going to build uh, a, you know, and, and evolve us for the future, like, say, Joe Edwards would have done. So that's my only gripe. But, yeah, for the, for the interim, for now, yeah, good shout. I don't think it's many one up. Do, do you think, there. though, Joe, sorry to interrupt, do yeah. you think, though, that that is something like maybe an incentive of a reward for Harris? What for his his what long for, for taking the job a long time to basically say like look yeah I know that this is all sudden mm. if you keep us up this is what this is your reward this is an eight eighteen month yeah. contract basically well, 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 so what you're saying he sh they should have done that you mean rather than give him the eighteen no I mean do, do you do you think that's what it is I mean I, that that's personally I think that's mm. a logical thing to do is to give you know if if, if you keep us up because th let's face it going down would be absolutely catastrophic for this club. If mm. Harris keeps us up, why, we've given him an eighteen-month contract. It's not a come and save us contract, is it? Yeah. This is a you know this this could be some sort of reward for Harris if he does keep us up, or if we go down, you know he's he's got us out of that division before. Yeah, I think the eighteen-month contract that they've they've kind of almost showed their hand there. They're committed to this, mm. aren't they? You know, if it doesn't work out, if we get relegated this this in the season, uh, the chances are they'll probably keep Harris in charge while we're in League One and hope we we'll get back up again. Um, maybe it's a bit of hardball from Neil Harris. You know, he's in a job at the moment, or he was in a job with, with Cambridge. He's thinking, you know what, if I'm going to leave and come and join you guys, I want more than just a three-month contract, a four-month contract. I want at least 18 months. And probably play a little bit of hardball with them, and they probably agreed to it. But you're yeah. absolutely right, though. I think the reward should have been there, and the way they should have done it is, listen, keep us up. We'll extend it for another year or two years, whatever you, you want to call it, you know. But, yeah, it does seem a little bit risky to me, but I, I just don't 
glee that he would have took it, which is a short term no, three month. Without know. a doubt. But but you yeah. touched on that video that he put out, that 30 second video. And the biggest yeah. thing that stood out to me in that was when he said that the players will see me on the sideline leading from the sideline. That yeah, was the I, biggest take I took from that because we haven't seen that from Edwards at all. And absolutely. we Harris is animated. He's an animated character. He was when he was in charge before. And yeah. and he, he will galvanise this club for how long for and for how um, rewarding it will be. Mm. That's why we're here. That, I, 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 that, I wonder, sorry, Stephen. I wonder, yeah. to, to your point there, Jay, I wonder how he knew that. I mean, he's a busy guy. Yeah, he's managing other teams yeah. at the moment. You know, will he, will he be invested in what we're doing, what we've been doing recent months? I doubt it. Maybe he probably checks out for our scores, but I don't think he's too concerned what goes on. I reckon that must be fed back to him through... The, the, the directors or, the, or, or, or Alex Aldridge or whoever it might be, and Kavanaugh, probably said, listen, you know, this is Joe Edwards. We believe we need someone who's going to manage and, and really kind of dictate from the sidelines. He's been a bit too quiet. And uh, for him to mention that, it sounds like that discussion has been made prior to him saying that, hence the reason why, why, why I mentioned it. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting point. You're right that um, there's a good a big statement that he made there. Yeah, talk about passion and everything else. That's is important. I think um, just before I carry on, there's over 200 of you, of you in the chat and watching us live at the moment. So thank you very much for your support. If you can like and subscribe, um, that would be really, really great. I'm doing my Mickey piece. He'll be absolutely delighted that I've uh, taken on that mantra. Um, it, it'd be interesting out of those 200, who's happy with the decision and who's not? I mean, yeah, we've done a poll earlier. You could, I think 64% yeah. were in favour of Harris. Uh, being being in charge, so it's quite a high percentage. Majority is definitely with him, but there's mm. certainly you know thirty thirty six percent of fans out there still not quite sure and would prefer to have Joe Edwards. So it's I would say it's split, but you know there's there's definitely a, a divider, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. If you can, guys, it's quite difficult um, with all the comments coming through. But if you can put yes or no, or uh, yes Harris, no Harris, however you want to do it, so we can um, when we get to them, we'll we'll run through them. Um, mm. I think that to touch on what you guys were just saying there with, with Harris, Harris is not someone who gives it the, the mouth as such. I think he knows, I know he knows what the fans want to hear, but he doesn't just say it because they want to hear it. I think he, yeah. he's, he made a, a claim of, you know, he's been associated with the club for a long, long time. He's had a lot of highs, a lot of lows. He knows what it takes to be successful at this football club. I think he does know that, if it doesn't quite work, let's be honest, uh, uh, being honest with this at this part, if it doesn't work for Neil Harris and we get relegated, I, it won't be on his shoulders. No. It'll be the mess that has been built beforehand and what he's inherited, much like what it was like under Holloway. The only difference is under Holloway, well, I think we were in the bottom three and were playing catch up and were, we, you know, we were pretty much gone before Harris had even had an opportunity. This time they've made the decision with a little bit of breathing spot one point but breathing space in the sense of 13 games to try and sort ourselves out so i i can understand it i mean we'll, we're going to come on to loads of different things about about neil harris but I, I i as much as the fans are divided and they are and they will be do you think and I, i'm going on saturday i don't know how many in the chat i don't know if either of you two are but do I'm you think well, yeah. that, that that away end are firmly when Neil Harris walks out as Millwall manager again, they are firmly going to be behind him, and you will get that super Neil chant in the away, and they will back him. I, I agree with Jay. Yeah, I think I, I, straight from the off, as soon as he comes out on that pitch, Jay, 
you could just see him singing, you know, Super Neil Harris. It's going to happen straight away, you know. He's a galvaniser. The, the, the Millwall media, this, this is the perfect hire for the Millwall media because he says mm. absolutely, he's, he speaks as a fan. To the media. He says what we want to hear, um, and and he's a club legend in on the pitch and off the pitch. The mate, the Millwall media are going to love this. The amount of videos that are going to come out now, there's going to be training videos. There's going to be updates where they weren't updating from half time on Saturday. Mm. They, they're going to have a field day now. But exactly what you just said there, that both of you, that the minute them players take the take out for the warm up on Saturday, the away end's going to be buzzing, even more so when we come back home. Like, Neil Harris will galvanise the club. Whether people are against the signing, um, sorry, signing, against bringing him back or not, one thing people can never take away from Neil Harris is that he is probably the biggest figure that can galvanise this club. No one can disagree with that. So I think from that standpoint, yes, everyone will be on board. Everyone in the stands will, will thrive on it. The, the, the energy will be there. The, a lot of these players, as I said, played under Harris. They will know what it takes. They will know what he stands for, what he will and won't put up with. Um, because let's face it, they're all fighting for their places again now. This is all new for them now. A lot of these players are out of contracts in the summer. A lot of these players go back to parent clubs in the summer. This mm. is a massive, massive point in the history of this football club. Because if we go down... We are in major, major trouble from the squad that we, we're going to lose. It's going to be a completely different squad. And where do we go from the board down management-wise? Mm. Interesting point you made there, Jay. Um, and I can't help but feel the point you mentioned about the players that know him. You know, And these players that, that know him worked with him before are arguably players now that are kind of like fringe players. These are players that we're thinking, are they going to get let go this season? Either... Yeah, their contracts won't get renewed or they'll get sold on because, you know, Joe was making quite clear that he wanted to build his new team and a new style of football. So I can't help but feel that those players are probably more than happy, most most happiest, knowing that Neil Harris is coming back because they might get an extra year's contract or whatever it might be, might suit them. However, how do the more technical players feel about this? Because, you know, you've got likes of ZM Fleming, Casper Denor. I'll even put Honeyman in that position as well, where... You know, these players like to play good football. They want to play with a ball on the deck, passing it around, possession football. You know Neil Harris much, much as, as, as me and Stephen does. Yeah, are they going to want to want to play this side of football? Do they want to see that ball being hoofed from defence, hitting hitting long above their heads, uh, and watching that ball go back to four like it's a tennis match at Wimbledon? You know, they're not. But who are they to start giving their orders at now? That would be my answer to that. They've mm -hmm. tried and tested other ways. They've been given freedom. They've been allowed to play probably the football that they want to play because um, it has been uh, renowned for the last few years that the players do want to play football. But now it's time for them to just shut up and put up. And if Neil Aries comes in and says, this is how we're going to play football, they are going to play that football or they're out. It's as simple as that. Um, like I said, some of them probably don't care. They're not going to be here. But the ones that do, the ones that know Neil, the ones that have, for one, got respect for Neil, even if they're not going to be here next season, the ones that have got respect for someone like Neil Harris, um, mm. they will do as he says. Now, it won't mm. be pretty for the fans either, but if, it, if it's going to keep us up, I'm all for it. I agree. And one, one more point. Sorry, Stephen. Um, no, go on. What, what do you think about the time? This is a question to both of you guys, Ray. What do you think about the timing of this? I mean, Southampton away this Saturday, we all know it's going to be a really tough game. The chance are we're probably going to lose uh, whoever's in, in charge. Would it have made more sense to keep Joe Edwards in charge for that game, knowing that it's a given, we're going to lose, that we're going to get anything out of it, then appoint Neil Harris for the, uh, for the Watford game at home, 
where he's got a week to work with the players, um, implement you know his ethos and what he wants. Um, obviously, Watford. I'm not saying that we're a bogey team of theirs, but we we done double of them last season. We drew against them uh, away at Vicarage Road this season. So I feel quite confident we might get a result against Watford at home. That might be a, a better yeah. game for Neil Harris to be in charge. Now, Neil Harris takes over uh, for Saturday's game and it's suddenly we, we lose 4-0 or 5-0 to Southampton. What kind of pressure does that put on Neil Harris in his first game in charge, going there and getting thumped 4-5-0? Obviously, on the flip side, we could go out there and, and win and everyone will be singing his praises. But realistically... <laughs> The chance side is going to lose. How will that fit with, with the fan base, do you think? Um, personally, I think the timing's... I'm quite happy with the timing because, like I said earlier, I don't think anybody with Edwards in charge, with Harris in charge, with anyone in charge, is expecting us to go to Southampton and get a result. If we lose, we lose. Harris is not going to share any of the blame for that whatsoever. Bearing in mind, it's now Wednesday, we play on Saturday. I think having these, these days leading up to that game and the extra week leading into the Watford game will give Harris more time to come in, get to know some of the players he hasn't met before, start installing things and basically have a week and a half of installing his game plan and what he wants to do going into the Watford game. I think the Watford game is obviously more important in terms of where we think we're going to get a result over the Southampton game. So I think they're just trying to give him as much time as possible, knowing that, look, go up to Southampton, get a draw, <laughs> Fantastic, you know, this is amazing. Get a get a win. Hmm. Neil Harris will have a statue out. <laughs> you know, but exactly, I, I, think, yeah. I think they've just seen it like that. Like, look, there is yeah. the fans have already written this game off as a loss. It cannot do any harm whatsoever other than hmm. give Neil a little bit more time to come in and see some of the new faces. That's that's personally what I think. Yeah. I, I, I would say I would say with the timing. There's a comment coming that I've seen um, on the screen that I haven't got to just yet that says that Saturday's a free hit for Harris. It's not necessarily a free hit for the players because I think the players that whatever team he picks, I think it's going to look different. We'll come on to this, but it, it's it's likely to not be the five at the back or the three centre half, however you want to word it. It's going to be a little bit more of a, a, a robust Neil Harris type side. But for Harris, it might be a free hit. He knows. He's not stupid. He, he hinted at his interview. It's Southampton away. I know they lost last night, but they've only lost, what, two in 30 games yeah. or whatever it is. It's not going to be easy. But as I said, the players, the players are playing for a new manager now. Some of them might have known they were playing every week under under Joe Edwards because, it, you know, managers have their favourites. Neil Harris is coming in. No one's, nobody's spot is guaranteed. I would argue... Um, even to even, and I know he might be a fan of his, I don't think even the captains as Jake Cooper, as much as people might disagree with that, I think everybody's spot is up for grabs because if Cooper's not up to it or he's not feeling it or he's not playing well or he doesn't buy into the mantra or he's, he's become soft or whatever it is that we think about him, Neil Harris isn't going to have that. If Jake Cooper stands up and wants to fight for his manager, then Jake Cooper will keep his spot. But until Harris sees them, we won't know. Um, I, I, as I say, I think Saturday is, you know, it'd be unfortunate for Neil if we don't get anything out of the game and we drop into the bottom three in his first game. Um, uh, that would be unfortunate. But mm. the the main thing is, and I saw this earlier, we've got, I think, six home games left. Leicester aside, because Leicester are obviously where they are in the league, they have all now become much more winnable for me with Neil Harris in charge. That's 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 just how I see it. 
the other side of it, um, though, Steve, as well, is you, yep. sorry to interrupt you, is that no, go on. you look at the sides around us now down the bottom, look at how Rotherham performed against Ipswich the other night. Mm. Sheffield Wednesday against South QPR picking up points. Like this, th- These teams around us are preparing to fight. Mm-hmm. And someone like Harris is only going to make us join the fight now. So it's becoming a little bit more desperate. Mm. Also, I mean, we talked about the uh, the Southampton game, which is you know quite a big game. I um I was spying on on a, on a Southampton sort of TikTok podcasting the other night after their their game, and I pretended to be a uh, a Southampton fan, and I was like <laughs> tweeting on there going, "Oh, you know, I'm really worried about Millwall. You know, they've got some good players with Fleming and Casper Denor and all that." And uh, they obviously bought it, and uh, they're, they're like, "Yeah, I know. We we got we got to watch out for those players because Fleming, you know, he's a big player for them. He, you know, we're not playing great at the moment. I can see us slipping up. They're not completely confident they're going to smash us or or, or beat us like, as we think they are. Um, I think you know, yes, we're expected to lose. I think it's it's the manner that we do lose. It's the manner that we, and how we lose. I think under Joe Edwards, you can clearly see us losing three nil. Uh, walking out with our. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Our tail between our legs. But if we lose, you know, 1-0, 2-1, it's a really hard-fought game. We see the passion and the, the players putting their tackles in or whatever. We'll be walking out there and we'll be still singing Super Neil Harris, you know, even if, even if we lose 2-1, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I think that's that's the most most important thing is just getting that fight back in our side. Because I think up until now, we've been playing as if we're, you know, a middle of, of, the, of the league type of uh, team. You know, there's no real kind of passion, fight and, 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 and emotions. We need to be scrapping and fighting for our lives. And... Um, I'm pretty sure Neil Harris will get them doing that. And like I said, if they don't want to do that, then they'll be out the door or they'll be sitting on, on a subs bench. He wants his people out there. The players out there are going to fight for the badge. And that's important to him. I think the other thing, just to comment back on what you said, Jay, I completely agree with you. QPR, Rotherham and Sheffield Wednesday have shown a little bit of fight. I know Rotherham still got beat, but that, to score three goals at Ipswich and to be, yeah. you know, it, it was close to getting a point. I, I know close isn't enough when you're at the bottom of the league, but the teams above us... Stoke, who I think are in major trouble. There's a lot of yeah. rumours about their, um, you know, their manager not picking the team and things like that. Plymouth, um, there's been huge uproar today and last night after Plymouth's defeat against mm. West Brom. Their fans are very unhappy. And they've yeah. gone in a similar route to us. They appointed a young coach who was on England's book who clearly, for whatever reason, it's not working. It's not gone down very well. Um, uh Birmingham, uh, who I believe, um, obviously, Tony Mowbray, uh, we wish him well. Um, 
you know he's he's going through some difficult times with his health but they're in they're in unstable as well with the fact that they've got um you know a, an unsettled management with with him not at the helm so whilst the teams below us are fighting if we can find a little bit of fight it might be it might be a case of rather than just concentrating on the teams that are below us cap try and capitalize on the teams that are above us i know it's an obvious statement you want to finish as high as you can but we're not the only team that's going through turmoil at the moment there's other teams around us that are in the same position it's, it's really tight. It's really tight down there, even more so now. I mean, Rotherham are probably a little bit further back. Sheffield Wednesday may, may be a bit further back as well. But like you mm. said, that if we was to win our game on Saturday and results went for us, we'd be 16th in the league. We mm. have lost 24 points from winning positions. That's, that's ranks number one in the league. That puts us eighth. We are fourth in the league in clean sheets. How is this team in this position? There is no fight in that team whatsoever. Teams are coming to the den. They're Olay in after 30 minutes and they're below us in the league. Like it, it all comes down to, I don't think even about performances as such now. It is just purely about fight. It is about 100%. stick someone in the stands, get the crowd on side. The manager's certainly going to have his emotions on the sideline now and nil. We will in the stands. It's now down to the players to get us out of it because this ultimately isn't a terrible crop of players. The teams around us can easily be caught. We just have to string mm -hmm. one or two results together. Just don't lose because when we lose, the teams around us lose. But when we don't, when we win, that they win as well. We don't gain any ground. We need to start gaining some ground on these teams. 100%. And uh, we're now joined uh, fresh off of the back of doing a Southampton podcast. So he's been really going through the emotions. Uh, we're joined by a uh, podcast regular, Dan Sexton. Dan, uh, Evening. Uh, I, haven't been on, I haven't been on the podcast yet, by the way. You, were you oh. waiting for a train, were you, Dan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> trains are late. A, I've been my train already today. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got out your system. Um, party right. train on Saturday. That's what I'm looking forward to now. <laughs> Do you know what? That's a really good place to start with you, Dan, because obviously um, there's been some negativity. There's been some positivity. The fans are very, very much divided between the two. Where do you sit on the uh, are you on the fence? Are you pro Harris? Are you against the, the, the decision? And obviously, by you saying that the party train on Saturday, I'm assuming you're looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to it now. I mean, Listen, if if you if Neil Harris can't get a tune out of this team and get this team running through Brixton and Millwall, then I don't think anyone will. First and foremost, let me say that um, I do have. I think we was we was sleepwalking towards relegation with Woods. Then it turned into a sinking ship towards relegation. I have more confidence in Harris in terms of what he's going to bring. Um, he's always a good defensive structure, um, so hopefully he can give us a little bit of that. Um, moving forward so i think i think i'm trying i'm trying to look at this more um more positively than negatively but for those of you who are a little bit pissed off i, ca I can understand you know we are i'm i'm part of me was thinking not just for the next kind of 13 games I was also thinking summer some of harris's signings have been good some of harris's signings were not so good you sprinkle that in with alex aldridge's um input which has generally been uh not great on the whole and then i think you kind of that panics me a little bit to be honest but you know we, we kind of got to wait and see where we are for a starter um and, but the club also needs to think about long term in terms of um 
the players that we're signing because if we're signing players for Harris style ball in the summer again, then we're going to be in, we're going to be in exactly the same position, aren't we? When like when Rowett went and we try and change the, change the style again. Absolutely, and I think it, this is the this is the big thing, isn't it? You, you you have to think about the future because of the situation with contracts and stuff. But ultimately, Harris has been brought in for the next thirteen games. The board, the players, the uh, the management, everybody, whether you think they're good enough or not, which I'll be honest with you, that we have got some of the most inexperienced, inept um, staff members behind the scenes. It's obvious. You can tell by some of the decisions that are made. But ultimately, the focus is for 13 games. And it's, we've got to try and stay in this division for financial reasons, for, for all kinds of for different, you know, the, how it implications on the club. So first and foremost, as you say, if the, if Harris can't do it, no one else out there probably could. Um, my only concern, my big concern, is if it doesn't work and we do get relegated into League One, we're still going to lose the 10 players that we're likely to lose, you know, out of contract and, um, and loan players. Do we trust that the setup that we've got at the moment is good enough to sort out a summer transfer window and have us ready for League One? Absolutely not. And you consider when Harris, I'm trying to be more positive here, but when you consider some of Harris's signings were Tom Elliott, Greg Wilde, David Worrell and John Daddy Budvarsson without Alex Aldridge's input, does that fill you with much confidence when we're going to need to probably sign, you would imagine, at least half a squad? But do you not think that's another attraction there for Neil Harris? He's probably thinking back to those days, the budget that he was on and the players he had to sign on lower wages. He's probably rubbing his hands going, thinking, fuck me, I've got Casper Denor, I've got Fleming, I've got these amazing sort of loan players from the Premiership with, you know, with uh, Norton Cuffey and Oberfemi and Tanganga. He's probably looking at it thinking, I wish I had these players back then when I was in charge. I'd probably do a lot, lot more with them, you know? So I think the times have changed. I think we, we, we're backing our, our managers or coaches, what you want to call them these days. Um, and I think he's, he's going to be fairly optimistic, I believe, in getting a, a tune out of us and working the players that he's got. I don't think he would have took it if he wasn't confident that he could work with the players we've got. Because don't forget, yeah. it's his legacy that can be tarnished. He left Millwall you know, in, in a pretty kind of good, a good way. I don't recall many managers leaving Millwall with their head held high and um, the fans thinking, yeah, yeah, he's a legend, you know, and he did that. Um, if he does really badly now and gets re us relegated and gets a sack, that's going to tarnish him. So I think he's quietly confident that he can do enough with our, of our players. He wouldn't and, have came in here if he didn't think he could keep this team up. No. There's no, no way I, he, would have, he would have done that. Absolutely 100%. not. 100%. This is a much better team than, than what he had previous before. You know, he was yeah. we had, he had his Ben Thompsons and, you know. and, and, and Adrian O'Brien's. Aidan O'Brien's, you know, and let's, let's be honest, while they did really well for us, they, they weren't championship-level players. Like, like, no. like you just said, Joe, he's got a great squad now. The club yeah. have spent some money. We're in a much better position. He has probably thought that. He's also probably looked at it from a standpoint of, if I can keep Mill up, he will cement himself in immortality for regardless of whatever else he does throughout his career. That will obviously be an insight in for himself. But the club may have said to him, even if you don't go up, we want you up in, in League One with us next year, run, running the show. Because he, he's been around this season as well, Nuras. You know, he's been promoted three times. He's gone from the job centre to League <laughs> Two, to League One, now to back in the Championship. So he has bounced around a bit. He's, um, I, I've got no doubt that he's probably grown as a manager as well. 
Mm, um, I've that, been on yeah. the forums. The, the Cambridge um, fans, they're, they're pretty upset that he mm. that he's left. He, he's kept them away from the relegation zone. Um, I'd say he's only, only done about 13, 14 games at Cambridge, but he, they, they were like 21st and now they've got... Yeah, know, so I've, I've got him in front of me. So he, but... he's managed 14 games. He's won five, um, drawn three, lost six. But from what they was producing... Mm. With that couple of players he's got, that, that's a massive improvement. That's a 38% win percentage. He had a 38% win percentage at Gillingham, 39% win percentage at Cardiff, and 42% with us at Millwall. I've got no doubt since mm. all of them, he's bounced around the leagues. He's made himself a better coach. He's got a better crop of players here. As Joe said earlier, the style of football, have we got the players that can play that type of football or will Harris adapt? We don't really know the type mm. of coach Harris is now. It has been a long time since we've seen him coaching in action down at Millwall. So mm. it, it could be a completely different setup from Neil. But um, another question I've got is, is is Adam Barrett. Adam Barrett is still in the dugout. Now, I could understand... He's like a in my lives, isn't he, Adam Barrett? I, I know. How he does yeah. it, you know, like every it, time, yeah. I can get, Joe, the continuity between having the middleman between Joe Edwards and the club, you know, someone to, this mm. is this person, this is that person, shake hands mm. in the middle. Harry, Neil Harris doesn't need that. No. If anybody associated with Mirwall doesn't need that, it's Neil <laughs> Harris. Let's they, remember, he, he, he don't Barrett need any did the when Harris left last time. Let's not remember that. <laughs> I think he's, exactly. just here. he's just here because he's mates with Kavanagh. Let's be honest, they're South End mates. They go quite far back. And, and, and this is the biggest problem, Dan. We touched on it earlier, is that Neil Harris has been given the head coach title. Now, is that people saving face and it keeps them in a job? Um, how is... Because this is a, this is a problem that isn't going to go away. This really no. is a problem that's not going to go away. We touched mm. on it Saturday. You've all touched on it as well. What is happening upstairs that is because if we go down into League One, this club is not equipped from a business standpoint, from a managerial standpoint, from structure, from the top down to get us out of that league. That league is what the championship was 10 years ago. There is massive clubs in League mm. One with big money, with good owners, good structure. They right. recruit well. They sell them well. We have got none of that at this club. We plan for the now, not for the future. This higher, while it's going backwards, where does it put us after these 13 games? Whether we stay up or go down, because even if we stay yeah. up, these same questions are going to arise. Yeah, I think what we've got to simplify it. You know, 13 games left. I think if we win four and get a few draws, well, if we win four, I put us at 45 points. That's virtually almost regardless of safety. I know 50 is a magic number, but if you look at the last yeah. few seasons, the team that survived has been between like 44, 47 points, I think, depending on how the season's gone. So him getting four wins and maybe a couple of draws, I reckon it's enough uh, for us to stay up. And I can see Great. him doing that. I can see him getting, getting a few wins under his belt. We won't be consistent. I guess his stats with us going forward would be very similar, as you mentioned, Jay, with his stats at Cambridge so far. You know, 13 games, you know, four four wins, four draws, five losses, or however you want to put it, you know. But I think there's enough there, enough appetite in our in our boys and our players, and I think he'll get a tune out of them. And that's the thing. We're going to lose some games. We might draw some, but we'll win some. The difference is, under Joe Edwards, we've been losing, you know, every yeah. week. And... Uh, when you think back to how long it was since we won, it just seems like it's an eternity away. Whereas yeah. I just I just know, even if the even if it gets a tune at us for the first five, six games, and we end up losing, you know, a, a few of the ends, we, we're safe. That's all yeah. that matters, is getting safety. And I think Harris can do that. I really do. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, I just, this um, co- Stephen, I know you want to come in very quickly. Chris, yeah, uh, in the comments. Good evening. Um, I've changed computers. I've not painted my room pink. Um, hence the different <laughs> lighting. Uh, I thought, I thought you dyed your hair as well, Dan, to be fair. No, no, no. I've had, a purple. I've had a haircut today, but um, no, I'm clearly oh. having a few lighting. <laughs> we'll experiment over the next few shows. I um, That was one of the things I was going to say that lots of comments have been asked, Dan, if you've changed your room to pink. Uh, ben, regular from the show, who's abroad in Tenerife, has messaged me I'm in trouble because I didn't read out his comment. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm being shouted out at all angles here. Um, but the Discord, I wanted to put this one up um, just quickly. Um, Paul, this is my first time watching the podcast live. I've been listening on Spotify for over a year. Thanks for joining us. It is nuts tonight, as you can imagine, Welcome, that, Paul. with the news of, of Neil Harris. Um, 236 of you watching live. If you can like and subscribe again, I'm doing my Mickey my Mickey piece. Um, Mickey may well be joining us. I can't promise anything, but he may well be joining us at some point. Um, away, and... away from the den very quickly. Luton are winning away at Anfield. Really? Oh, wow. wow. There we go. <laughs> See, mm. it can happen. Teams can go away from home at teams at the top of the league and get a result. So there's, uh, and this is always Let's a good go. one. Uh, the, Lou, uh, uh, the Lion Blue. Yes, I know I'm behind with the comments, um, but uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing my best here. Next topic, I just wanted to, all of you, um, I'll go to Joe first. Neil Harris brought along... Uh, I brought on, I believe, Billy Mitchell and Danny McNamara away at Wigan a few years ago. I was there. It was definitely Billy Mitchell in the middle because they had, re- I think they had Reese James playing for them and he gave them their debuts in a Millwall shirt. At the moment, we have uh, Ida Maku, Romain Essay, uh, Adam Mayer as well, obviously a player that's come in, some, some young players. Do you think that their game time, and I'm going to specifically highlight Romain Essay here for this section. Do you think that his game time will now be um, improved, considering that he started uh, the last couple of games, so he was given opportunities by Joe? Do you think that will continue, or do you think um, Harris will go back to a little bit more experience in in um, in those positions? I don't think um, age plays a big part of Neil Harris. And um, I don't think even experience counts too much. What does count for Neil Harris is work ethic. It's, it's determination, it's desire, passion, willingness to, to play and fight uh, for, the, for the badge. With the great respect, and I love Roman Essay. I, I think he's a great little player. I was so lucky to have him. Is he a Neil Harris type of player? I don't think so. You know, Neil Harris is going to be picking his team with the typical Mill type player and he wants people that are going to play with aggression players that are going to be strong on the ball determined have that fight you know be a bit nasty that's what he want and that's not Roman essay uh sadly so um don't get me wrong I'm sure he'll probably have a few little appearances off the bench um I've just struggled to sort of see where he would fit in to a Neil Harris sort of team I mean don't get me wrong we'd probably do a bit of an injustice for Neil Harris here I mean for all we know his time away albeit I know it's been with likes of Cardiff, Gillingham and Cambridge. But like Jay said earlier, he's probably evolved a little bit as a manager himself and, and changed his style a little bit. Maybe he's, he's not quite the 4-4-2, hit it long anymore. I think um, Dan mentioned earlier in our podcast, that uh, on our um, group chat, sorry, that I think he's played like a 4-2-3-1 formation at Cambridge with Lars Taylor up front. So maybe he's evolved himself as a manager. Maybe he's not quite the guy that wants to go long and hit the ball to your, your big target man anymore. However, like I said, Hearing him talking on that Millwall uh, TV earlier, he seemed that he was up for it. You can see he's got a bit between his teeth. He's got a lot of fire in his belly. And he'll want his players 
to match and replicate what he's feeling at the moment. I just don't think that's Roman essay, sadly. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens over the next couple of games. But uh, I'd be very surprised if he starts him. And Jay, same same kind of question to you. Obviously, um, again, another player that, that Harris had in his side. And and I think the comment was he was unplayable in training was Fred on your dimmer. Um, so clearly mm. saw the youngsters behind the scenes. Do you think that what what if is what's your gut telling you? Is he gonna give the youngsters a chance to try and get us out of trouble, or do you think he'll go to experience first and then if that doesn't work, then go to go to some of the younger players? I think the Neil Harris of old, we would would expect him to go with the bigger, robust, more experienced, more, you know, tougher type players. Um, how has he evolved? We we don't know. I think SA has over the last couple of weeks proven he can nick a goal. Um, no one else seems to be able to do that at the moment. Um, there's much better talent with these youngsters than what Harris had. Um, and we didn't have a real big pot of it. I know Billy Mitchell come from, I think he gave that day he was talking about Wigan, Alfie Pavey, I believe, um, went up front and I think it nicked a goal. It, it might have been Pavey, it might have been the, the other youngster. Um, I think he will be willing to, not to start with, because let's make it like you've got 13 games. This isn't a time to be testing the theory of, you know, bringing the youngsters through. This isn't a time of, you know, um, let's start building now. We have to stay up. If there is someone that's going to play Harris's way of football, that plays in that same position as SA, they are going to play over SA. Youth will not be the reason why. It will purely be down to um, Harris's way of playing. I just want to read something, if, if you don't mind. This is what Harris has, has said earlier, is that strong leadership is needed, a mere will identity. I'm not talking about just on the pitch with style of play. I'm talking about around the ground, building that connection between the terraces and the pitch. I want to build that confidence, belief in players, and I want them to see me standing on the sideline, leading them as a Millwall person. I want them to look at me and know that I know what it takes to succeed this football club. The passion from the players has to be there. The fans have to see it. My teams have always had that, and that will not change now. The fans want a Millwall team they can be proud of. They want them to have a go, the togetherness, the harmony. That's what I need to bring. We've got a massive fight in front of us. The players are good enough, so it's up from up to me to give them the confidence and believe to do that. That is a lie. I've got a bit, a bit of a hard on hearing that. I've got a bit of a tweet now there. <laughs> that, that's, that's a war cry. That, that, <laughs> that is, is a typical Millwall war cry. Now, exactly. is someone like SA going to respond the way that someone like Murray Wallace, from a physicality standpoint, a mentality mm. standpoint, is he going to respond the same way? Mm. I don't think so. But I'll tell you, again, I'll tell you what though, Jay? Sorry to out. interrupt you there, mate. But, no, no. Um, if it if he does respond, essay to that, and he adds that to his game, what a fucking player is he's going to be Excellent for us? Player. Absolutely. You know? Excellent. So I, I personally, that's the only thing that's missing in his game at the moment. Is that bit of aggression and that strength? Yeah. You know. It looked like he bulked up over the last few months when he went out the side from the beginning of the season. He did look like he got a bit mm. more physicality in, in his game, and which was pleasing to see. Over the last few weeks, he's definitely been challenging I think, for balls I think a little he's bit more. some stuff on, on Instagram. He's kind of posted things about him going to the gym. But I'll be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, he, he definitely looks bigger. But again, yeah. like I said, I don't think this is the time to have these experiments now. I don't think no. Harris is going to... While he may have a good intentions of wanting to do that, I just don't think we're in a position. This is win now. Who, whoever's going to, uh, how can I say, it? whoever's going to respond better to Neil Harris in, in, in this next coming week and a half, that's who's going to go out there and, and ride the ship to the end, I think. Yeah. With that, with that question, Jay, and I guess it's a point we could all answer together uh, collectively, it'd probably take two to go through all four of us, but who do you think starts for Neil Harris 
you know, supposedly goes for a 4-4-2 or a 4-4-1-2, whatever you want to call it. What sort of players in our squad that are available that he picks, in your opinion? I don't know who wants to go first in that one. I'll go first. Well, if I was, if I'm picking the team that I think, no, Harris if, is you're, if you're, if you're Neil Harris, who, okay. who, who would Neil Harris pick? What's a Neil Harris sort of player? Um, I think we might. I think we'll see Ryan Leonard maybe return to midfield. I think the second Sean Hutchinson's fit, he'll come back in. Um, I think it will keep Bradshaw up front. I think Bradshaw's definitely type of striker. Um, and I did see someone. Um, in the comments, say Amaku, and I think Amaku is someone who's going to fit into that as well. I know Amaku's younger, but he's—I think he's developed quicker than SA, certainly from a physical point of view. Um, so I think he's someone who's going to Harris is going to turn to and rely so, on. So starting Bradshaw, that will mean that either Oberfemi or Fleming will will probably lose their their, their place. Mm. Is that quite a bold? Move? If it's four, if it's four four two, I think he goes with Flem- I think he goes with Fleming up top. If it's four two three one, Fleming goes in the ten, which is what we've all been saying. Fleming has to I, play I, in the ten. I, I, don't, I don't play. I don't play over Fleming. Well, it's not a bad super sub to have, is it? But you know, you read all sorts of things around. The, you read all sorts of things around the club, don't you? Like. I think we've all seen the Oberfemi rumours. Obviously, if they're true, that's not going to fit into Harris's mentality, is it? No, he ain't no, going to get right. a look in if that's if that's um if they, if any but, of them. But also, Dan, what would you do with the goalkeeper situation? Because obviously, mm. there's a lot of uproar about the goalkeeper at the moment. Um, with Bart, that's tried and tested hands. Yeah. How does how how do you think Harris responds to to that? And also, I would say if if he does play four four two, do we mm-hmm. even have the wingers to play a four four two? Well, we haven't had the wingers season that's our problem um i'll touch on another player actually in a moment it's some it's some, um, one that came up in our group chat earlier i think it might have been Stephen who brought up the player's name but just on the uh that question i i i don't think you can change the goalkeepers it, given the position we're in unless sarkic was to get injured again I'm, I'm still back in sarkic to be honest i think what people are forgetting is that Bart is like 36 years old i think he might even be 37 now even for a goalkeeper, you're starting, that's, you know, coming out of your peak. And I know he had a run in the team, but he's been back on the bench since. He's going to be a bit more rusty now, isn't he? Um, yeah. I know there's going to be probably, we can almost say with some degree of certainty, less playing football, which would obviously suit Bart's game a bit more. But I think, I, I personally can't can't see him doing it. Um, that no, just to interject, sorry, just to interject cool. there. Um, there's a couple of comments about the will he change captain. We will get to that in a minute because I think that's something that needs to be addressed. Sorry, yeah. um, um, who Dan or Joe whoever was. I was, gonna, I was just going to pick up on MJ's point quickly as well about do we have the wingers? Um, may, maybe he might look at it and go, well, I don't have the wingers to play this, and so maybe we're doing a, maybe we'll go for the the diamond formation that we suggested, but maybe someone who might might get a second chance, maybe might and Stephen mentioned it earlier is Alan Campbell 100% because yeah. Harris did try and sign Alan Campbell I think I think I think it was Harris who tried to sign him um when he went to Luton I can see that as someone we're, we're going to try and um he's going to try and look at to be honest maybe if he wants to play with two in midfield I think maybe Casper and Campbell could be the way forward um maybe mean Honeyman can go onto the wing possibly because that that kind of fits into maybe the type of player Harris is going to be looking at um, if it's a diamond, I think maybe Campbell could could be the person. He could probably play as either at the base of the diamond or just to the one of the sides, not at the tip of the diamond, but on yeah. the sides. He definitely fits Neil's type of player in Campbell. Mm. Just whether he whether he can harness that from him, um, which we haven't seen. Um, I don't in such a short space of time, having not met the fella as well, will, will remain to be seen. Obviously, yeah. 
And also, let's, let's not forget that uh, Dave Livermore is going to be with him as well. And I'm sure he's not there just making the uh, the bacon butties and cups of tea and training. Yeah, he's there for a reason. So he, he as Hopefully you know, historically... doing, keep him as far away from the training pitch. Yeah, as exactly. So historically, as you know, as a player, Dave Livermore was very, you know, aggressive. He loved to tackle. Yeah. Neil Harris, you know, would, would obviously appreciate that as well. So I'm pretty sure that Dave Livermore will have a say in the type of player that would play in the mid mm. midfield for us. And I'm pretty sure Neil Harris will listen to him. So he'll want someone with a bit of bite in, in that midfield um, for certain. Yeah, he's not going to look for players that are going to shy away from a tackle. So, um, yeah, it, it will be interesting who, who he picks. Um, I would be surprised if Adam Mayer, as young as he is, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a running on that left side. Again, yeah. look at the old um, teams that, that Harris has been involved in as a player, as a manager. He does like a left-footed um, yes. player that can sort of play the, mm. that, that wing. And, and Adam Mayer, you know, we've seen glimpses of what he can do. And yes, you know, he's not too bad with the ball. He likes to get forward. He can put some crosses in. But he gets stuck in as well. And I think we've yeah. heard uh, Morecambe, We've heard Morecambe fans talk about, you know, his aggression, how he's bulked up and he's built up his strength and he, you know, he's determined. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a look in. We, may, we heard uh, Joe Edwards talk about him in training, about how he's kind of not necessarily surprised them, but a few of their heads of the senior players have looked at him and gone, cool, he's a player. Yeah. And I think that's where it starts. It stems from training. And once you prove yourself in training, you then get a chance in the, uh, the first team. So it'd be interesting. I mean, again, go back to my point earlier. I think Neil Harris is like a little uh, school kid in, in a sweet shop at the moment where he's probably thinking, I'm back at Millwall, rubbing his ass, looking around, thinking, fuck me, I've got some players here. And no wonder he's, he's excited and up for it. And just for the benefit of anyone listening on the podcast, this will be put out as two parts. So at this point, uh, it's about to end and then it will obviously uh, restart back. So Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.